Welcome back to another special episode of On the Break. Tonight we have Road Dog Edition because four of the first eight series are they've lost home court advantage. So we'll be going through that. Josh, the Vanilla Gorilla here with J-Mac, Justin, and Kyle, Kyle Beats. What's up, guys? How's it going, man? Better than Raw. I know, uh, it. I know you got a lot of built up, uh, built up angst for this episode, Josh. Oh, let's, man, not, let's not get too, uh, let's not jump to conclusions too much like the talking heads on ESPN. Watching the Kevin Durant get just manhandled by Patrick Beverly gave me some sexual angst. Not just <laughs> any type of angst. I'm fucking pissed because like I was watching that game last night and was like, well, this is over. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, they lost. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, yeah. I mean, they got outscored by what eighteen in the fourth quarter? Dude. Yeah, they were down thirty-one. Yeah, the whole thing was ugly. Just well, the fact that like the the Warriors probably have the four best players on the court, and they still can't win. Well, I mean, Pat Bev had Durant locked up. Like, dude, dude, he, he might scared, be. He like, looks scared to shoot. Yeah, like he might be the biggest like shit talker I've seen, and it made it's not even as much verbal as it is just you know like an intimidation factor since like Kevin Garnett. Dude, yeah, but it's funny because he's like the size of everybody that you work with. He's like a 5'10", 5'11", dude. <laughs> yeah. It's just bullying KD who's seven feet tall. <laughs> but, dude, KG was an amazing shit talker, though. I would still, honestly, I think I would give it to Pat as the as the number one shit talker. Well, oh, I don't know. No, dude, Definitely the NBA now. right now, though. It's not even close because Russ just, Russ is just screaming at everybody for everything. Pat Beverly actually gets in guys' heads. It's an intimidation factor there because I think like now in NBA 2, you have microphones everywhere. So guys are not as inclined to go up and talk about, you know, their wife's whatever tasting like Cheerios, if you remember what that was all about. I, I miss those days. Dude, those were great <laughs> days. <laughs> I miss no when I could read reports later and learn that uh, Kevin Garnett called Charlie Villanueva a cancer patient. I kind of <laughs> miss that. Yes. Dude, everything uh, – we were talking about this the other night at the Dirk retirement ceremony. Every time I think about Charlie V, all I can think about is the fact that his toilet got stolen. <laughs> Did he have like a gold co- toilet? No, it was just a regular toilet. And he tweeted out one day and just said, hey, I got home and someone had broken in and stole my toilet. <laughs> and he just took a picture. And that happened in his house in Dallas, I yeah. believe, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, nevertheless, fun. that doesn't mean Patrick Beverly locking down KD last night verbally, yeah. physically, so, whatever it was. Like, if you are giving up a foot, or if this guy's giving up a foot to you, KD can't just shoot three shots. Like, he needs to be take, getting the ball every possession and trying to score because he's the best scorer in the league, right. supposedly. The fact that he touched that, the ball eight times is insane. That was the first thing we talked about this morning when we were talking about this. I mean, they were going away from him. He was deferring. Um, that dude went one for three in the fourth quarter. And the only basket that he actually made was when Patrick Beverly had already fouled out. So it's like, how do you, there's a, there is a mixture in that they need to go to him a little bit more, but at the same time, you've got this guy that's going to shoot the lights out and isn't afraid to pull. And historically has been great in clutch moments versus KD who looked like he was just scared. He just had that blank stare on him all, all night last night, you know? So I would, I would have thrown the ball to Steph. I would have given it to Steph all night. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Steph was hot in the first half for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I th- I really feel like the Warriors just need to find an identity late in games, right? Like they're just going to have to figure out who's going to be the guy for them late in games. And 
man, the the boogie situation, even though I think that does hurt them, it's going to expose their bench. I mean, that does make it maybe a little easier at the end of situ- end of game situations, not having to give him the ball. I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be Steph though. Like Katie, I don't know if Katie's fully comfortable with that role. Yeah, I can't think of apart from the three that he drilled um, that won him that Finals MVP the first year that he was there um, against LeBron. I can't. Can you name for me another iconic like Kevin Durant moment? Just closing out a game. Everything that Kevin Durant has ever won has been easy for him, right? I don't like know he's about that. On this superstar team. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, he. He's, he's had good performances, but maybe not like ultra clutch moments. He hauled that Oklahoma City on his back all throughout that playoffs. Not necessarily. I mean, Russ was good too, but like he, he was good on that OKC team. They should have won that year. Yeah, but they both were really bad in that closeout game. Well, yeah, the reason why they lost was because Kevin Durant got beaten by Clay Thompson. Clay dropped sixty on him or something like that. Well, Clay Granted, does that to KD. everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. But I mean, like you can't get outperformed by somebody that's supposed to be so much worse than you. And he had he laid an egg there. Even when they lost to uh, Miami in the NBA finals, like the last game, he had like less than it was less than 30 for sure. I think it was like 20 or something. Russell Westbrook went out and had 50 points, you know, that night. So to me, Kevin Durant has always has always kind of been that guy that seemed soft in those clutch moments that one year where he hit those shots against LeBron in the finals was yeah, I mean, a big deal for him. Yeah. He won finals know. MVP. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, but I don't know that he's ever been the person that can take a team that's underperforming and make them, make them overperform. It really seems like we're about to find out, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this is just one game. Um, ultimately no, I mean, next year I, like, is more what I meant. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. When him and Kyrie to get together yeah, in we'll New see. York. Yeah, that'll be something to, for the offseason, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know why he thinks he's going to be so much happier in that situation if that's the case. But I think yeah. I think you guys are right though about exposing the bench because I think old Andrew Bogut is not necessarily what you're looking for. Dude, if he's playing like 33 minutes a game, you're in trouble. Oh, dude, also, in big trouble. I wanted to tweet at him so bad this morning. A loss, I cannot. <laughs> 33 minutes a game against a running big like Capella. That's not going to be pretty. Um. But if you guys want to start at the beginning, we can yeah, we can start that. off with what was the first um, first thing we saw? We saw the Nets beat the Sixers, right? Yeah, that was the first game on Saturday, which you know I was I've made it known how much I like the Sixers and really confident in them winning that series in four or five games. I still think they could after what we saw last night, but that was a terrible performance by them on on their home court. Regardless of the score, that was probably the that was the performance I was most disappointed in and most surprised out of all the first games for sure. I think so too. Yeah. I think we found we found a lot of weaknesses there on that Philly team and what we kind of realized that this is the process or this is the downside of the process, right? You have a bunch of guys that are stars in their own right, but they're not a team. They're just a mismatched bunch of ragtags and they don't really I mean, the fact that Simmons can't shoot is insane. Like it's just insane. You've got to just like if you're Brett Brown, don't you just keep feeding him and making him take that shot? He just needs to take the shot. Dude, he just has to take the shot. Like I, I think I told Josh today, he's just got to be able to hit like open 17 footers 40% of the time. Like you're in the NBA. Yeah. You can give me that, right? You have to. Yeah, practice. I'm feeding him in practice and making him take that shot in practice, but I'm not doing it in the game. He went, he <laughs> had nine points on uh 44% shooting. He was minus 21 in that first game. And he just looked very afraid. Um, the problem when you, whenever you don't have a jumper and when your game is like one 
one facet is teams can scheme for you. And that's what he's always had trouble against that scheming like the Celtics last year, whenever they played them in the, in the, uh, um, series they schemed for him and they just dropped off of him. I was telling Kyle, um, I can't remember what player it was, but he got a three in the key. He was guarding Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons was on the three point line, got a three in the key with his feet inside the charge circle. Like that's not yeah. good. Like Ben no. Simmons should at least be a threat to catch the ball, take one dribble into 18 feet and shoot. Right. But, um, Philadelphia or, uh, Brooklyn did a really good job of scheming for him that time. I think that Philly came out and were surprised by how long they were and actually were pretty surprised by how well Jared Allen can fill up or clog up the paint and block shots. Um, MB didn't look like himself. I don't think he's 100% with that knee, but, um, they made a big deal about him not being actually active until like 15 minutes before the game. That's not that big a deal to me apart yeah. from that. He's probably injured, but I don't think it changed would change your scheme a whole lot. I was, uh, I saw something yesterday that said that before last night's game. So I guess this would make it 11 games. Uh, if you look at, if you look at Butler and Bede and um, who was the other third? Oh, uh, Tobias Harris. They've only played in a game together 11 times. Yeah, game one was number 11. Yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts. But, I mean, that's, like you said, they're a team, or not a team, they're a collection of guys trying to be a team. And you got Jimmy Butler, who's really one foot out the door. Like, he knows he's probably not going to be there next year. Tobias Harris, potentially the same situation. I mean, and Ben Simmons has a lot of scrutiny on him right now. I think a lot of people are are exposing him, and it's – kind of messing with him mentally, although he did look impressive in game two. So I'm not I'm not off the Ben Simmons train. I just he's gotta he's gotta learn to shoot better. But overall I'm just I don't know what to think about Philly. They're by far the biggest question mark because they could be a top two or three roster. What what is it with guys being in Philly and not being able to shoot the goddamn basketball? Yeah, <laughs> it's an insane. Just picked thing. up a little. Markel Fultz rubbed off on him a little bit, dude. I thought that Josh was gonna blow his brains out the other night. Whenever I texted the group and was like, "Hey, Markel Fultz has a playoff win, and the Sixers don't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And even even Tobias Harris, since he's got there, I think he's shooting thirty percent from the three point line since he got into Philly. He's playing very poorly, man. Um, so at this point, you know, I originally had said. I think you let Jimmy walk and then you resign Tobias Harris. Absolutely. At this, point, at this point, dude, I don't know if I would take that anymore. You might let them both walk. I think I'd take Jimmy Butler over Tobias Harris as of right now, oh, especially yeah. the way that he's been playing. Um, we need. They need. Here's what they need. They're starting five, right? JJ Redick can't play defense. Tobias Harris really can't play very well defense. Coming off the bench, they're not deep at all. Bobon's their number. They're <laughs> six man off the bench. That's pretty bad. Actually, TJ McConnell is which is still kind of bad. He'd, he'd be good as a seventh or an eighth guy. but And then Mike Scott's their other guy who can come in and shoot threes every now and then. But they're they're just overall outside of their front five is just bad. They don't have scoring coming off the bench or anybody that can really control that. They don't really have defense coming off the bench either. You can kind of say that Marianovic is a little bit of both of them. But um, they need to have – I would be – if I were Brett Brown, I would be saying, Jimmy, I need you to play heavier defense, and Tobias, I need you to score more because Tobias yeah. can't play defense. Yeah, he can't, and he had four points in 41 minutes in game one, which is unacceptable, and Jimmy Butler showed showed up. I mean, he was pretty consistent for that game. If they yeah. get, if for some reason, I think that they get to this series still. I, I predicted Brooklyn to win a game. I just didn't think it was going to be this first one. 
Right. But, they still might win in five based on what we saw last night. Exactly. I think that they got hot, though, at the right time, and then they each got hot. Boban looked really damn good last Is night. Is that version of the Sixers, like, are they, can they compete with the Bucks? that version of the Sixers? Uh, It depends on the Bucks defense. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I, I mean, you don't that, have to worry about Simmons up much. <laughs> Josh Strong disagrees. I that version of the Sixers I think could take the Bucks to six games. Okay, but I, I don't think they can beat them. Um, the Bucks are too deep, and they are too like this is a collection of stars. The Bucks are a team, and I think a team will always beat them. This is a collection of scar, okay. stars that, as of right now, has played twelve games together. Bucks have been together for two years. Do you start to wonder about Brett Brown and everything if they were to get run out of the series? I do. I think I think no matter what, if they get bounced before they get to maybe the Eastern Conference Finals, you start to wonder that because he just overall, I mean, hasn't really. It just seemed underwhelming. Like, I mean, I know he cursed at them for like 20 straight minutes the other day, but <laughs> I don't blame him. I did, too. <laughs> yeah. He's got a couple of issues that he has to work out. Number one, he has to and not a whole lot of coaches actually have this situation. He has to hide two players on on in his starting five on defense. That's hard. It's very rare that you run into a team where you can actually hide two players against them, right? So like Brooklyn's starting five, for instance, um, you know that Jer- Jared Allen, uh, you can't really hide on him because he's a big man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so D'Angelo Russell can fill it up. Joe Harris can fill it up. Spencer Didwitty is going to come off the come off the bench. So so is Karis LeVert. Those guys can all fill it up from three point line. You can't really hide anybody on them because they have three scorers on the court at all times. Right. So you can't hide two guys. And then the other, the other guys are their bigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has that issue. The other issue is you can't really stagger minutes because you only have eight players and really only five of them should be in a six man rotation. Right. So um, he's got a lot of issues with his, with this roster, but I don't think that he's done as good a job as, of hiding JJ Redick as he should you really got to hide jj reddick and just hope that tobias gives you his best defense as he can yeah i'm not convinced brett brown is a good coach yet at all yeah. based on how we've seen him make adjustments and him playing in the playoffs i mean he has the be- way better roster in this series they should they'll probably still win in five it might go six but i don't even know if it, it should have gone out it should it should have been a sweep quite frankly when you look at these teams on paper yeah, I originally called six. I'm sticking with my six prediction. Um, more of the story as of right now is that Brooklyn has stolen home court and does have home court going advantage, advantage going home. Um, right. So next, our next road dog. We need a sound clip of that, Justin. Can you make that happen? I don't Brandon, know what our that is here. specifically. Sound clip our road dog, please. <laughs> is that like a so, dog barking? Is that what that's supposed to be? I don't know. I'm just winging it. Well, so dog, next we have uh, Orlando playing Toronto. Orlando won 104-101. to What did you see in that game, Kyle and Justin? Nothing that I'm really worried about. I mean, we're seeing what Toronto's doing as we're recording this tonight. They're up 24. Even though Aaron Gordon does do some crazy shit every once in a while, and I forget how good he is. Uh, I'm not really worried about that. Even though it was a road upset, it was a smaller victory. Um, DJ Augustine went nuts. Kyle Lowry scored zero points. So, I mean, I figured if, okay, DJ Augustine doesn't get 20 in the first half and Kyle Lowry can get me at least one bucket, I have a pretty good chance of winning the next game. And that's what's happening tonight. Kyle Kyle Lowry's in double figures. Yeah, he's overall underwhelming in the playoffs. Terrible. I mean, the career numbers are just terrible. 
underwhelming would be kind to Kyle Lowry in the playoffs. <laughs> To be honest with you, he had zero points, dude. And after the game, I don't know if you saw this soundbite. He came out and said, I did a lot of things for the team that was really good. Did you guys see that? He tried to argue no, his case for him having a good game. That. Dude, the game. love the balls. <laughs> love the balls. <laughs> Jeez, man. I do not, dude. At some point, you got to say, I'm a su- I'm an all-star, and I scored zero points on seven shots. Dude, he didn't, miss- he didn't make a shot. The shots he, were get- he was getting were wide open. He was Josh. taking wide open threes, and Josh. he couldn't hit one. Josh, in the playoffs, he scored zero points in a game and walked out and said that he did good things on the court. That takes <laughs> balls. That's closer to autism than balls, actually. <laughs> but I digress. Um, dude, I'll, overall, horrible from him. I can't – I think – I would like to say that Orlando's defense shocked him, but he was taking wide-open shots, dude. Like they were – like he had yeah. people that were 10 feet from him and he was taking those shots and missing them. So Yeah, he was just or, missing shots. I thought Orlando's defense got way too much credit. Dude, I their defense surprised me, honestly. Um, they're so long and so – and they were flying around. But they but, gave him 90 and three quarters tonight and Kyle Lowry does have 19 tonight. That's a big deal. So hopefully he can turn that corner because it sucks to see somebody that's so good in the regular season and a franchise porter or um, point guard play <laughs> like this, you know. Whatever, whatever, folks. <laughs> yeah, quarterback, yeah. point guard, they're all about the same these days, right? Same thing. Yeah. What do we got next? So next, we have the Clippers versus Golden State game one. An absolute blowout. Golden State went up, or won 121 to 104. Curry vomited yeah. all over the goddamn place. Yeah, dude, Curry was just, that. that's the... That's that's my takeaway there, and that's why I'm still not really worried about the Warriors. And the I mean the boogie injury here is the biggest story for sure. Um in the well in this series, but honestly, man, I think they're gonna be okay with Steph. I said it when we were talking about the MVPs, and I think Josh disagreed that I think Steph's the second best offensive player in the league, and I, I stand by that, and it showed in game one. Um so I, I'm not I'm not too worried about that series. I think they'll be fine. I agree. I don't think. I mean, it definitely next series. Next series will be a little more interesting with Boogie out and Bogut playing. Dude, I really hope that down low they're going to have the right presence. I guess Looney kind of fills that role though a little bit, right? Yeah, he's going to get like 26 minutes. Yeah, it's a big spot for like a what is he, a second or third year guy, something like that. Yeah, and probably like a ninth man on the roster. He's like a Dwight Second Powell man. for the Warriors. Yeah. Speaking so of that, real big, quick, Kyle, did you happen to see that the Mavericks are going to try to get him locked up pretty quick this summer? Awesome. Dude, I'm. I just want to see the number yeah, before I, I react to I that. Don't. Like, are we talking two for sixteen? Or are we going to give him three for forty-eight? It's you know, be like three for forty-eight, dude. It's going to be bigger than we want. Three anyway. for forty-eight, I'll lose my mind. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get back to these playoffs. We'll talk about this free agency stuff later. <laughs> <laughs> so the big deal here is that Kevin Durant, did he have two technical fouls? He got yes. he got thrown out. He had two technical fouls. You can get seven in the playoffs. Seven in the playoffs, then you're kicked out. So Patrick Beverly, he's not making it past this round. Like I think he knows that. I think everybody in the in the world knows that, right? Not making it past this first round. You can rack up seven technical fouls if that's what it takes to get Kevin Durant <laughs> up to where he needs to be. And to win even a couple of a couple of games. Because you know what this game showed me? This last game that they they played. Actually, we'll get to that in a moment. But what, would you guys take the over under of 0.5 technicals for Kevin Durant for the remainder of the series? For the whole series oh, or over. each game? 
Yeah, for the next. How do you even get? How do you even get half a technical foul, Kyle? Well, that's so. There's I'm a. Just play, I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing. <laughs> I would again? take the over for sure. I don't even think it's a question. You think he'll get another one? Yeah, definitely. That guy. Well, that guy well, like leads the league in technical fouls. One point five. Still going over. Uh, uh, no way. Okay. I can't okay. see him getting two more. Okay. So but, three is where we draw the line. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Um, but one point five. Well, one point five. I think is where the line is, and I think you can either go over or under that. I think point five is pretty much guaranteed. You're gonna get one more. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the next game that I uh, that I predicted. So we both accurately. We we were both all over this one. Yeah, Jeff was with me on this. I did not choose this one. No, you you did not feel that good about the Spurs, but it's just the I, I buy into the to the Popovich infrastructure to the Patriots Alabama level of success and just for a team like Denver that hasn't done it yet now I think Denver's going to win tonight they play in about 30 minutes I think they're going to win tonight I mean you can't go down 2-0 on your home court but this is going to be a six or seven game series no matter what like we said at the beginning you should check the updated score of that game by the way oh it's already started Mm -hmm. (laughs) check it out um, I'm I'm also watching I'm also watching Toronto just finish this off. Yeah, ninety four sixty six Toronto over yeah. <laughs> over Orlando right now. That defense Spurs are, is not as impressive <laughs> as Game One. A little it is not, it is not looking great right now. Um, but I will stand by this. I think I texted you guys this. If Orlando had just one more perimeter score, like an elite or not even an elite, but an All Star level perimeter scorer, they would be nasty. They would be good. Yeah. You mean not Fournier? I mean, someone maybe maybe a little bit better than Fournier. <laughs> How is Evan Fournier still around? That guy's been around forever. He's on Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I have a real concern with, and I think I said this, but I didn't think I said that I would didn't think they get bounced in the first round, but I don't think they're past they go past the second round. I have a real concern because you have Jamal Murray, who's a three year guy, closing out, never been in this situation before closing out your games in the playoffs. And that's just not a recipe for success. And he really proved that in game one and that he had, I think he had a turnover and then a missed shot um, in the last two possessions to lose the game. So um, I have concerns about that. That's not really my big concern with Denver. You selling your Denver stock though? Do you think they still win the series? Yeah, I, st- I think they still win the series, but I don't think they make, make it past the second round. I, don't I actually have, I can't remember what I said Denver was in, but I have them now in six. Actually, I take that back. I have them at seven when they go back home. Okay. Okay. And then, Justin, I know you paid close attention to the uh, the Celtics game, which was our game one on Sunday. What were your, your thoughts there? What do you mean? It was like the lowest scoring game I've ever seen. It was absolutely horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Boston 84, Pacers 74. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to catch that one. I just saw the final score and was like, is this, <laughs> is this the final score or the end of the third? <laughs> it was ugly. It was ugly overall. I, I I don't even I can't even really describe what happened other than the fact that like people like Wes Matthews were out there just being a real pain in the ass on defense overall. <laughs> and Wes Matthews has fired up old school Wes Matthews ever since Dallas got rid of him. Yeah, he's just on a tear now. He's like, I really don't give a shit, and I'm just gonna pull every three and play really hard defense. Exactly, but I I can't really get past the fact that Mook had twenty points and. Uh, he was one of the lead. He was tied with Kyrie for the lead scorer, scorer on the team. Like that's ridiculous. That's insane. What did you see out of Hayward? Because I mean, he was looking pretty good to finish the season off. 
Yeah, he was a little quieter this time. They had him had him locked up pretty well most of the time. So I mean, yeah. he only had like ten points, seven boards, and. But as long as he's moving okay, I think that's a good sign for them. I mean, the fact that they're holding the team to seventy four, decent defense was played. So I mean, do you feel less optimistic? Um, it'll depend on how this next game goes. But All I right. feel I feel like they're in pretty good shape. I mean, eighty four is just. I don't even know what the over-under on that game was, but it couldn't have been anywhere close to what it is. It wasn't 158. It was no, much higher. I know that, yeah. The uh, the Blazers-Thunder game that afternoon, I was able to catch that, and that was that was a good game. That was probably that was the best game won, in my not. opinion. <laughs> it was not. It was, it was not a good game. I mean, just as far as the quality of the game and entertainment for the fans, yes, you're an sure. OKC fan, definitely not. You need Paul George to make make that shot at the end but you need paul george to make more than 33 percent of his <laughs> from the field and 26 percent from the three-point line yeah he could have made just one more shot anywhere in the game dude yeah so philadelphia um in the first game i think they went give me a sec pull up their box score they went like three for 25 on the three-point line from three yeah, yeah let's take a look three for 25 and people said, nobody can do worse than that. That's not going to happen again. And Oklahoma City said, hold my beer and went five for 33. Yeah. That right, was, wait, we got we got Russ. We're yeah. good. Yeah, dude, that's that's bad. And here's the deal. Um, whenever you look at Philadelphia, you go, yeah, they can. I mean, that's just one game. Like, that's a fluke. Whenever you look at the Houston Rockets that did it to Golden State last year, that's a fluke. Golden State shouldn't have went to the championship. Whenever you look at OKC, they are a bad three-point shooting team. And this is less yeah. of a fluke as yeah. it is concerning for me. I was just looking at um, it. I see Schroeder went 0 for 7. He did. That he went 0 so for 7. Bad. And he also got uh, indicted for some fraud in Germany or something like that. I don't know. I, oh, it's happened God. before to Schroeder. But, um, yeah, 15% from the three-point line. They're, historic, they're, they're a bad three-point shooting team. This is a concern to me more than it is just a fluke. Um, I think there's something obviously wrong with Paul George, and I think there's something obviously wrong with his shoulder. He went from shooting 40, near 40% from the three-point line prior to the shoulder injury um, to around 33% from the three-point line with the shoulder injury. So he's uh, something's definitely wrong with him. Um, ways to fix it. You have got to punish Portland for – putting Cantor on the field or on the court. Dude, he went off. He went off, yeah. dude. And we didn't ever go at him. We weren't running. You have to throw him in a lot of pick and rolls. You just have to go at him all night long. You have to have Russell running at him constantly. He can't guard Jeremy Grant on the roll. He can't guard Steven Adams on the roll. He can't guard if Paul George is playing role, man. He can't go guard Paul George on the roll, man. So like whoever they, they hide Cantor on, just bring them into a pick and roll and just attack Cantor. You have to make them pay for putting a defensive liability out there as a big man. And they did not do that. And that's 100% on Billy Dobbin. Yeah, I mean, the coaching, he's just getting out coached, quite yeah. quite frankly, by uh, Terry Scotts. But I really no. – honestly, man, I, I want to give Dame some credit, though. I'm really impressed by the way he's playing. I thought he had a great season, and he just – he had some incredible shots, some deep, deep threes. And – Russ, even though he's bigger and more physical, didn't own that matchup the way that I, I thought that he would. But yeah, I mean, I agree. You got to expose Canner's defense and get him off the off the court because he can score. Like he was a problem for them offensively, obviously. But I still think that's a, a pretty close series. OKC needs to win this game 
game two, but uh, I think that series still goes seven. Yeah, I, I think you're right in that Damian. Like there were, I think I saw two threes that Damian hit wide open just because he was five point behind or five feet behind the three point line. Yeah, just like staff level shit. Yeah, exactly. And you have to know, like, when that dude comes across the logo, like he's in range. So you have to, Westbrook has to watch video and say, okay, he can shoot that. I need to be on him from the moment that he crosses the logo. Um, is this, so you still, you still have OKC in seven? Yeah, I, I still feel okay. If they, if they lose game two, I'm obviously worried, but. Yeah, I'll still take them in seven right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, that's where my head's at, too. But I have to see this next game because if they look as bad as they do then did in this game and the next one, then I'm absolutely flipping the script on that. Yeah. So here's the here's the bright side. Um, they looked bad in that game, and they only lost by five points. Right, on the and, road. Yeah, exactly, at Portland, which is a raucous crowd, one of the best crowds in, in the league. At the yep. end of the day – home court is supposed to win their game. So really, even if you, even if OKC comes out and wins this game, this next game, they're in the driver's seat. They're fine. So OKC fans, if you're hearing that, uh, feel good. Don't look at the box score for the love of God. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at the box score. Cause Russ might be nine for 42. Next <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean this, they're, they're the Philly of the West to me. Like it's typical for them to go up and down. So I'm expecting big things next game from them. Yeah. What did you did you watch the uh, Milwaukee Pistons and um, <laughs> Why the Milwaukee Bucks? I watched the, the first seventeen minutes of the game and said, "I'm tired of watching Giannis and this superior team just beat the hell out of Reggie Jackson and the Blake Griffinless uh, Pistons." I did not realize Blake Griffin was going to be. I thought he was injured, but not out. I didn't realize he was out for. That was kind of a last minute thing, and. Man, that's just obviously it takes all chances away. I mean, it was probably a 4-1 series at best anyways, but it'd be fun seeing Blake go go with Giannis a little bit because he's been playing so good this year. I mean, they just – Andre Drummond without Blake out, out there is just worthless. And Reggie Jackson, that offense is just terrible. I, I really don't understand how that's even on television at this point. It's like, that series should be canceled. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. Um, I would be surprised if not only the Bucks didn't four game this, I would be surprised if they didn't just blow them out every single time. Double I would be surprised if Giannis played more than 30 minutes a game. Agreed. In one like, game. I don't understand why he would. Like Kawhi Leonard was just in the game. They're out 30 with seven minutes left. Like, why is Kawhi Leonard in the game? Yeah, dude. The, Milwaukee did the same thing. Giannis was playing in the third quarter. And it's like it's one of those things where like the dude only played 23 minutes and he had 24 points, 17 boards, and four assists, one turnover. Like that dude's unbelievable. Um, but even so, you have to you have to play this fine line between like you don't play Giannis enough and maybe he gets tight and then gets injured or pulls a hamstring or something like that, or you risk him being injured when he's on the court in the third quarter when you have a 30 point lead. You know, so right. Um, it's, that's going to be, that is actually going to be Budenholzer's toughest challenge. This entire series is that. Correct me if I'm wrong though, but after Sunday, Sunday evening, after the Bucks had played and almost all the other games were over, I mean, it was like, okay, yeah, this looks like a, a Milwaukee golden state destined destiny after one game. I already felt like that, but yeah, with the boogie injury and seeing what we're seeing out of Toronto tonight. And what we saw from Philly last night, I think, 
I think it's still really interesting. And these series are just, I mean, they're just getting started. Yeah. And I think that the Clippers could wear out Golden State in this first round. Like that, that could have been the worst draw out of the bottom three seeds for the Golden State Warriors was the Clippers. Um, not because they have the best chance to beat them, but because they're just going to wear them out and Patrick Beverly is going to get under people's skin. Right, right. Um, but after this, so let's say that we're, we're sitting here um, Saturday night. You just saw Golden State and Milwaukee play. Both of them blew their players out or blew their opponents out. Who's better to you? Who looked better in the first game? Golden State. Because I think the Clippers are so much better than the Pistons. Yeah, I agree with that. What about I, think, you, Justin? I think the Clippers could beat the Pistons 4-0 to in a series right now without Blake. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's uh, – and as much credit as I never, ever like to heave towards Doc Rivers, he's done a hell of a job coaching that team. He has. That dude, team one thing that, fired like, the fuck Montrez up. Harrell is a badass. Like, dude, and that – yes, Montrez Harrell looked so damn good, and he did not stop the entire game. That team does not stop until – they basically play and play, and then the whistle's blown, and they look up and say, who won? That's basically what they do. Yep. Yeah, they do. Um, I said at the beginning of the series that Montrez was going to get under their skin. It's Beverly's getting under their skin, but Montrez, he's averaging 25 and a half points a game this between those two games. So he's playing out of his mind. He's playing really well. Um, but I agree. I thought Golden State looked like the juggernaut that they had always looked like in that game one. Um, Milwaukee looks really good, but I didn't think they could compete with Golden State. Uh, Utah-Houston is what we have next. Houston blew them out 122 to 90 in the first game there. What do you guys think? Justin, what do you think? Since you guys both went against me as James Harden as MVP um, I mean, and his team – Comes in here and wins by 32. He got some good supporting cast help, but what what were your thoughts there? I mean, James Harden did what James Harden's been doing. I don't – it was, wasn't Vol- really – Volume scoring, baby. Yeah, I mean, I know how much you love volume shooting. <laughs> he's just good at it. <laughs> Is that a Kobe slight? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> but he's just uh, good at it. That's the difference. So, Utah – he Go had ahead. 29 points, but I, I I don't have the stat line in front of me, but he took a lot of shots to get 29 points. I, I remember that. So Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think it was like 29 shots. 26. Yeah, it was uh, 11 it was makes on shots. 26. 26 shots. shots. God. And when you get eight for 13 out of Capella, was it 26 shots? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Pretty, that's pretty bad. That's pretty rough. But when, <laughs> when you get eight for 13 out of Capella, you're going to win by 32. That's just, that's just what happens, babe. Yeah. I, I'm, dude. I'm. I really think Houston is gonna is gonna surprise everyone uh, in this series and next series. Do you think they have the depth, though? I mean, ultimately, Boogie going out is a little bit of an equalizer. That's true. But Daniel House is playing for them. Like he played twenty five minutes in that to, game. I don't know what to think about him. It's like he comes in and just nails threes. But it's like who who the fucks this guy again? Yeah, man. I I loved him in college. To be on Mike D'Antoni's floor, all you have to do is be able to shoot a corner three at a high rate. And run. Um, Gerald Green. Yeah, and let James Harden just put the ball in your shooting pocket every single time. Um, So that's that's big. If Utah wants to go more than four games with this, they have got to find a way to keep Gobert from being on the perimeter because he's getting switched on a Harden. They've got to stop switching, dude. I would go over that screen and have Gobert hedge it hard and just live with the roll. Um, get the ball out of Harden's hands. That's what I would do. Don't let him switch. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I agree 100. percent The the way that did you guys see the clip of the way Ricky Rubio played defense on Harden on that one play yesterday? Dude, yes. I missed it. What happened? He literally just like you have to look it up. Basically, lets him walk it up the court, and instead of being in front of him, he just gets to the side of him and like straddles him as he's running parallel to the basket towards Rudy Gobert. Like just gives Harden the lane to Rudy Gobert. And Harden just like drives in and three people crash and he kicks it. And it's a wide open three. It's like, yeah. what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. Fucking I Rubio, mean, man. Maybe that's the best thing he can do. He can't keep up with Harden. And maybe that's why, just, yeah, like, why don't Rubio have three people James crash, Harden? but just that's, have, yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Don't have three people crash there, but just have Gobert waiting at the rim for him. If, and see if Gobert can make it a quarter without getting fouled out. Even though he's really good at that, James Harden tends to draw fouls. That's true. Yeah, Let's say Houston and Golden State get out of these series in five games. Yeah, I still think that's probably pretty close to true. I do too. And they and they meet each other with Boogie out. Like, what what is your thought right now? You that you still like Golden State in five or six there? Um, maybe a little less so, but still, yeah. I I'm not betting against the Warriors until they prove me prove me wrong. I, why would I? Until they lose a series, I'm not betting against the Warriors. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, no, I feel you. It's I, the I would agree with that. Money there is. <laughs> I want to say so. Talent wise, I want to say Houston in seven, but there's no way that they're going to go into Golden State and win the. Win it just game. like depends. Is James Harden going to step up and just have like a Michael Jordan type of playoff moment, or like LeBron last year and just take over, or is he going to? be the typical James Harden that we've seen in the playoffs and do the shit he did last night, except not get that contribution from his teammates. The other thing is that he's going to have Clay Thompson on him, who might be the best two-guard defender in the league. You're saying Clay Thompson won't do the Ricky Rubio-style defense? <laughs> Probably not. You need Clay to look that up. No. It's it's awful. I mean, I could do that. Yeah, I'll do yeah. that for much less, Utah, if you're listening. I'm about the same size, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Uh... I feel like it's been really refreshing not to hear the playoffs being all about LeBron. It's been nice to actually focus on other te- other things. Um, yeah, the league. I, I'm I'm actually I I actually agree with that somehow. Especially it would be annoying if they're like a seven seed because it's like this team's really not going to be competitive. If he was on a team that was like ultra competitive, like if Anthony Davis is on the team, then I'd be more intrigued. But yeah, it's been refreshing with kind of the new the new wave. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. It's just at least a break for a year for something to talk about other than that, because it just it got so boring and monotonous, you know. Yeah, I guess we're still doing the same thing with the Warriors, but at least it's not the Warriors versus LeBron again and again and again. Yeah, it's the Warriors steamroll opponent insert here is what it is again and again. But um, let's move on to the Brooklyn Philadelphia next game. Philadelphia looked really good winning that game, 145 to 123. Um, thoughts, Kyle and Justin? Um, we, we touched on it, man. That, like, yeah. like, peak Philly is potentially the best team in the league. Like, I don't know what to think about them. They're obviously too inconsistent to be sold on yeah. for all the reasons we beat them up in the first game. But when you see them play like that and you see those – just look at it. Their top four guys are first or second best in the league, um, and, and that's what showed. For sure. And that series is going to be over quick. Thanks, so Embiid worked Jared Allen that game, and he looked like he had he himself back. Yeah, exactly. He's way bigger, way stronger. Um, 
there was a play where he caught it in the in the low post and he turned um, turned to the middle of the court and he just shoved shoved uh, Jared Allen out of the way and left handed finger roll up the side yeah. and it was like that was when at, that was early in the game and I was like oh this game's over like Embiid's gonna eat this game so he looked really good he finished with twenty three um, on twelve shots which is crazy shot eighty seven percent from the free throw line didn't take any threes the entire game which is what I want from you Embiid like that team doesn't have anything that can keep you out of the paint. You don't need to spread the floor. Just go and eat on um, Jared Allen. And on the next game, I mean, as far as like the Warriors collapse, we saw we already touched on that, right? Like it's unexcusable and definitely a red flag. It's more so on Durant than anybody, but it doesn't change my thoughts about how this series is going to play out just because from a sheer talent standpoint. Agreed. You know what does change my my thoughts though is Boogie has been diagnosed with a torn quad. So he's out for the rest of the. So he's just rest of he the, was just overcompensating his Achilles and tore his quad, and I guess might, happened, his dude. career might be over because he's two hundred and ninety pounds. Yeah, exactly, and so that's a big deal. Um, like we we've touched on it a lot this uh, this podcast. However, yeah, like who are your like big men now? Lo- yes. Looney, Bogut, and Draymond. Yeah, exactly. And Draymond is playing out of his mind. Draymond looks like 2015 Draymond. He's playing really well. Yeah, yes. Where that's due, still can't shoot threes, but which I don't know what the deal with that is. But he's running the floor well. He's playing defensively really well. He's bringing that fire that I've always seen from him. Um, this looks like this team is worse this year than it was last year. And I think that last year's team this was worse than it was the year before. So you mean you don't want Jordan Bell playing 32 minutes? <laughs> I mean, he's going to have to. He's a really good spark energy guy, but I don't think he can handle that type of that amount of minutes. No. So this is the first time in three. This is the most vulnerable the Warriors have been in thir- uh, three years. Agreed. Agreed. But like I said, not not, not anything to overreact to. No. Uh, it was- based on, answer me this. Based on what we saw at Toronto tonight, do you, and based on what we, I guess what we saw out of Philly last night, like two really great performances, Milwaukee and the honest just looked so great to me in game one. Who do you feel like the Sixers or Toronto would be a bigger threat when you're, when they're clicking on all cylinders? Toronto for me. Just because of the defense, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you don't have to hide. Like Josh said, you don't have to play three on five and hide guys. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks are too, too deep. Um, are we talking regular season, Lowry? <laughs> Toronto? Because if so, yeah, Toronto. I don't think you can really argue that with them and the Sixers. Um, here's what I will say, and I can't – I don't think I'm wrong. Um, these Bucks are the best team not named Golden State since LeBron won his last championship in Miami. Better than the, the 16 Cavs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I think so. I think, yeah, I think they at I don't think they go to a game seven until the finals if they do go to the final or if they do go to a game seven there. With that's the all predicated on Giannis, though, because that's not really those yeah. other guys, right? If Giannis gets hurt, it's over. Like, he's probably the most important player, well, not even gets hurt, but it's just predicated Harden. on him maintaining his greatness that he's had all season, which I, I think he will because I don't know if we've even seen peak Giannis yet, which is absolutely absurd i mean it's a topic for another day but we haven't in the playoffs yeah i mean it's it's exciting to to think that we haven't seen the best version of him and then uh 
looking at the Spurs Nuggets game, which I was thinking West Coast time, but it makes sense that it's Mountain time, so it had a slightly earlier start. Uh, Spurs are Spurs are lead, they're leading at half, I think, by ten. They're still up seven in the third quarter, so start of the third. So that I mean, if Spurs steal two games in Denver, that series is over. Right? Yeah, that's devastating. That's really devastating. Yeah, they're going back to San Antonio with home court and two games in San Antonio. They might like sweep it. We point. would be obligated to go to one of those games if that's the case, right? Dude, I mean, that's an hour and 20 minutes from my house. I feel like we would have to make that happen. Oh, for sure. Josh and I would have to get in the car and come on down. That's right. But I don't know if I can take, what is that? How how far is it from here to Austin? Three hours in the car with Justin? Oh, dude, I'll sing know. all the way. It'll be okay. Oh, they also God. play in San Antonio, not Austin. <laughs> dude, I know this song. It, it involves be- uh, beer bottles on a wall. Great, t- great way to pass. <laughs> great way to pass. First to watching San Antonio play Denver. <laughs> Justin's gonna get. Justin's gonna get in here and jo- in the car, and Josh is just gonna do like an audio book of Giannis's biography. <laughs> hours. I'll be working on my Giannis's biography. Yeah, for sure. Josh would get out of the uh, car talking about how Kobe's like the fifteenth, seventeenth best player of all time. <laughs> Somehow I'm getting out, him. Get out of my car in just the middle of like Hillsborough. <laughs> hey, can we just show up? You wouldn't find me, me pulling driving over driving Justin's car with a dead body in the back. <laughs> like, where's Justin? I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, Hadn't seen him. Escalated. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. Well, we'll have more uh, playoff stuff as we keep going, right? Yeah, we'll be we'll be back Thursday. So we'll be back in a couple of days. We'll know a lot more about the series at that point. Sounds good. All right. Look forward to it. All right. Later, guys. Later, guys.